I have quite a few OBMs all over the world that I would match make that client with as well. So that's sort of the beauty of this. There's such a wealth of talent in the online space. Mm-hmm. And it's just really amazing how entrepreneurs are leveraging it in their business. How great would it be to buy a piece of institutional quality income producing commercial buildings? Well, now you can with Building Bits. It's not a REIT or a fund. Building Bits is a new platform for non accredited investors where virtually anyone, regardless of income, can select a building lease to a major corporation with a guaranteed long term lease. You can now invest in the same quality assets which have previously only been available to institutions and wealthy individuals. Once you choose your building on buildingbits.com, you can invest as little as $500 and receive your share of the rents while Building Bits' team of real estate pros handles all the management aspects of the building. For the first time, the big corporations in America can actually start paying you. And when the building is sold in the future, the potential appreciation is redistributed to everyone so you don't just get the rental income, but also share in the upside. Best of all, since these securities are SEC qualified, they are freely tradable immediately. The $500 minimum with no upfront fees is available for a limited time. There are great properties available nationwide with major tenants, so don't wait. Go to buybits.us today and pick your property before they're all sold out of their current inventory. That's buybits.us. That's buy, B-U-I, bits, B-I-T-S, dot U-S. The SEC offering circular is available at buildingbits.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And first off, I hope you're having a best ever weekend because today is Saturday. We got a special segment for you called Situation Saturday. And here's the situation, best ever listeners. You want to systematize your business so you can safely delegate and go take a vacation. You deserve a vacation, don't you? Yes, you do. But you got to have a system with your business in order to do that. And with us today, we happen to have just one of just three worldwide certified online business manager trainers. She is a certified online business manager putting systems in place for businesses to scale. How you doing, Sarah Noked? Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Nice to have you on the show. And well, I just did a little intro for you and you're based in Israel. You're from Toronto. So before we get into how to systematize our business so we can delegate and go do our vacation, can you just share with the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your current focus? Yeah, absolutely. So as an online business manager, I'm a certified one and I certified back in 2012. There's a lot of buzz around virtual assistants and what virtual assistants can do for a business. And an online business manager is a type of virtual assistant that's more focused on management. So a lot of my clients, a lot of our clients happen to be serial entrepreneurs. A lot of them have invested in real estate and are real estate investors. And I think it's really important to have people on your team, whether in your own investing business, or I'm sure a lot of your people, because I was listening, I also had a landscaping company at one point, I feel like, and I also want to be a real estate investor (laughs) at one point. But a lot of the times we are continue doing everything ourselves. And as an online business manager, we are mainly focused on helping our clients build out their team, put systems in place, get automations in place, all of that good stuff. So we really help to automate businesses in an online virtual sense. Okay. So you help automate businesses in a virtual sense. So will you use a maybe a concrete example of what that would yeah, look like? Yeah, absolutely. So I have a client who is 
actually, he made quite a handsome dollar on real estate investment. He's also based in Toronto and he has a business on the side. It's a passion project and he's a smart guy. He understands email marketing and he understands all the different components of having sort of an online business and metrics. And he reached out to me because he wanted somebody to manage basically the day-to-day of his business and his team so that he could focus his energy on what he was really good at, which was creating content and being a serial entrepreneur and in creating this amazing product to sort of put out into the universe. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be interesting to kind of talk to your people about the possibilities of what their time would look like and how much more time they would have to focus on investing and finding properties and listening to the podcast and all the stuff that needs to happen to stay ahead of the game when it comes to real estate. And I think a lot of the times we still stay in the day-to-day of our business, still us maybe in our inbox answering emails or maybe having something to do with real estate or doing some research or even looking at metrics. So one of the things that I wanted to bring to the table here in this conversation today was metrics and numbers. And I know real estate investing is a numbers game, right, Joe? I mean, am I right or am I wrong? I'm not a real estate investor, so (laughs) come on, back me up here. Yeah, 100% right. And I imagine that's a common theme throughout any successful entrepreneur that you work with. They're focused on the ROI. That's right. So I think metrics and gathering the metrics and keeping an eye on that is something that a manager in a business typically would do. Mm-hmm. So as an online business manager, we're kind of like an, a VA on steroids in a okay. lot of ways. I hate saying that, but it is the truth because we are really focused on management and really taking stuff off of the business owner's plate so that they can go and focus on the fun stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> passion okay. projects and having more time, whether it be you know time with your family or time to go and do that amazing thing that you've always wanted to do or have a great, better career and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I do know what virtual assistants do. I get that. And this is a new term for me, an online business manager. You just mentioned one thing that you do is gather the metrics and track that. Let's start with this and then we'll get into some specific, just so I have an idea of just more specifically, what are the tasks that you do? As you said, a VA on steroids, which probably don't like, but it's a a way to describe it that helps me understand it because I understand VAs. So what are some specific things that you do? So I mean, project planning. So let's say that, I don't know, I guess you're doing a real estate investment or you're doing some sort of build. I don't know if that falls under real estate investment, but let's Mm -hmm. say I'm wanting to invest in a few apartments, for example. So you might have a project going where you're keeping track of certain things. Maybe you've spoke to a few different real estate agents. Maybe you're doing a little bit of research as part of that project. So one of the main things we do is project planning, having a place where as an entrepreneur, you might have a lot of ideas. You might have a lot of things that you want to accomplish as part of the project, but you have nowhere that you're sort of keeping track of anything or keeping track of the moving pieces. Sure. Would you say that would a real estate investor have a team? Absolutely. Absolutely. Project planning slash project management. Exactly. So we would do the project planning and management. Also, I'm sure a lot of your people probably have a VA. Sometimes a relationship with a VA can be stressed if there's no standard operating procedures in place. So something that we do for businesses is putting SOPs in place, making sure that if there's a recurring task that's happening in a business, that it can be standardized and done in a way that is approved by the business owner and managed by us. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So having the VAs kind of working at a much higher capacity and making sure that they're being completely optimized among the other team members as well, but making sure that everybody's working, making sure that the projects are being planned and somebody is being there to drive the truck and making sure that the right things are happening because the OBM, the online business manager is very much aware of the vision and the goals. So we're up there in that big picture with the entrepreneur on what's happening. And then we can kind of focus down on the team and take that piece off of the client's plate, the team, the project planning, the metrics management, all of that high level stuff that it's really hard to delegate and trust somebody to do. OBM is not a new term. It started in 2010, (laughs) even before that, but I've been one since 2012. And uh, if it started 2010, why are there only three? Well, there's only three trainers worldwide. Okay. So I reached out to Tina Forsyth, who runs the International Association of OBMs last year. And I said, look, we need to get more people on the ground training and nurturing people like myself who can be great managers in the online space and help entrepreneurs free up their time so they can actually do more of what matters for them and less of the day-to-day BS that maybe they're not so happy about doing anymore. So we had a back and forth and then she's like, all right, I went, I actually flew out to Banff, Canada. I trained with her about a year ago. And since then I've trained about almost a hundred OBMs this year through my program. So I am actually an OBM in practice. I have my own roster of clients. I have an agency here. So there's quite a few Anglos living in Israel like myself. And we have an agency here where we provide high level. I have an MBA. I've worked in corporate business development. I've got a family. And like you say, Joe, I got to do what I love and I have to have a job that allows me to spend time with my kids and my family. So that's sort of why I do what I do. But in doing so, I realized, wow, there's so many entrepreneurs and serial entrepreneurs out there that really do need a higher level of support, which is why I went into the training piece. And there's only a few of us because it's relatively kind of like, it's not new, but it's definitely in its infancy, this industry. Do you also match your client up with virtual assistants? Yes, I do. So hiring and firing is definitely part of what we do. It's sort of like the managing of the day-to-day, the team, the projects. It's all of that stuff and finding the right VAs. And not only VAs, you know, sometimes it's about finding a graphic designer. I mean, it depends on the type of business. It might be about doing high-level research or even phone calls, managing the people who are maybe doing phone calls and following up on collecting rent, I imagine, and all the business that comes along with real estate investment. Mm -hmm. And what is the investment to use your services? The investment to use an OBM starts at about $65 an hour US. And we have packages in our agency that start at about $2,500. So we work on retainer, we become quite an integral part of the team. And in saying that, there has to be a real connection between the client as well. We want to feel invested in the business and connected to the business. And also, I do want to mention too that because I train OBMs and because I'm quite active in the community and I have quite a a following of OBMs myself, I also focus on matchmaking. So if, if somebody, somebody from your audience were to contact me located in Texas or whatever, and maybe needed somebody, an OBM that could meet up locally once in a while, or just somebody like in the area, I have quite a few OBMs all over the world that I would match make that client with as well. So that's sort of the beauty of this. There's such a wealth of talent in the online space. 
Mm-hmm. And it's just really amazing how entrepreneurs are leveraging it in their business. Let's say that you're completely booked up and you're not an option for a best ever listener to work with and you're unavailable to give referrals. When a best ever listener looks to hire an online business manager to help them do the things that you mentioned, the metrics, putting in a standard operating procedure, planning and project management, hiring and firing team members, where should they find this person? And then what are some questions they should ask this person before? Yeah. If we were booked out and I didn't have anybody to matchmake them with, there's actually quite a large directory of online business managers that exists. If they go to the International Association of Online Business Managers, there's quite a huge network of us. And I would say some of the questions to ask are, and I'm all about hiring. So I'm all about having those practice sort of test to give them ahead of time, but creating a procedure for something, some sort of intake process when, or something that happens perhaps when you purchase a real estate Mm -hmm. property that, or maybe you update your books or something recurring that happens, you know, have that person test them on how they document a process, ask them if they like documenting processes. Cause I think that's a really important thing about the role of an OBM is being able to sort of put things down on paper so that they can hire the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Also, what's their experience managing team members? Would you say a lot of your listeners have teams of people that they work with? Sure. So it's like, well, what's your experience managing a team? And then I also like to really ask those random questions like, well, what do you like to do on the weekend? <laughs> Which isn't always so kosher in a lot of ways, but I think it, it really brings out a side of people that You can really feel if that person's going to resonate with you and take your business to the next level, meaning helping free up your time so that you can maybe focus on getting out into the real world and maybe having an eye on some properties or maybe building even stuff like that or or learning more and having more time to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Anything else that we haven't talked about as it relates to how to systematize our business, which is basically the solution here is you bring on someone who can manage your team. Anything else that we haven't talked about that you think we should? Yeah, I think one of the things I tell my clients and I tell everybody who will listen is if you do have aspirations to be a better delegator, and I know that's a hard thing for people to to do, one of the small steps you can take is just by keeping a paper next to you on your desk and write down all the recurring tasks that happen in your business. Mm. And if you're doing stuff online or you're doing stuff that can be put into a system, which is basically any recurring task. There's a function called Loom, which takes a screencast of whatever you're doing. So I always tell my clients, if you're sending out a specific email or there's a particular process that is recurring in your business, take a Loom screencast. And when you have that VA or OBM come on your team, and this is a great test project, talk, speak to what I was talking about before, have that person actually document what you've done in the loom. So you might be talking them through it. It might feel really bizarre at first, but you can say, here's where I file stuff. Here's how I do this. And they can start to document those recurring tasks. And when you keep that page next to you and you document all your stuff, that's the stuff that will go into your project management tool. And that's when an OBM can help manage on a day-to-day, making sure that those recurring tasks that don't really need you doing fall into either the OBM does them, a VA does them, or somebody else on the team 
does them, but it's not your responsibility to follow up. It's not the business owner's responsibility. So it's been delegated. It's been put into a system. It's been automated in the sense of either the client's not doing it and the VA is doing it in that automation sense, or we found a software to take care of scheduling or whatever. So I think it's important to take note of the recurring tasks. A lot of the times as entrepreneurs, we feel like we need to be doing everything ourselves. But I think at the end of the day, when you look at at that page, circle the things that really need you doing and anything else can really be delegated to a VA or an OBM or somebody else on the team. And I think it's important to just remember that it doesn't need to be done by you. (laughs) What are some characteristics of a good looking documentation process? Yeah. So I have an SOP template that I give out as a freebie on my website, but I would say just making sure that the policy is clear the procedural steps are clear, I'm making sure that passwords are shared and stuff like that. So a good looking one is just one that a grade fiver can do <laughs> without asking too many questions. So you might create an SOP in your own business and then a VA might come on and they may be like, what? So I think it's important to have somebody else look at it and have a team member double check and see, okay, like that's great that you understand this process, but can somebody really from the outside be able to complete this task. So if God forbid something happened and the person who is responsible for completing that is no longer available to do it, can it easily be transferred onto somebody else's plate without it being too much of a kerfuffle? I think that the indication that the system is there, it's documented properly, everything is considered. I'm very much one for being clear about policies and procedures. If we have certain policies I want to make sure that those go into the SOP, into the standard operating procedure, so that everybody who looks at that knows what I'm expecting to be done. And I'm on your website. Where is that document? If you go to saranokhead.com forward slash best ever, I'll go in right now and update it so that the SOP template is there as well. So if you actually go onto my blog, and it's on the sidebar of the blog, the SOP template. Cool. Perfect. And thank you for using the word kerfuffle. Yeah. <laughs> it just came out. <laughs> I know. I loved how it was it was it was just smooth. You didn't think about it. It's just like Yeah, I know. Like, to be honest, I, I kind of use that word often. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah, that, that's not the first time you've you've used kerfuffle. It's not. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. I enjoyed our conversation. And yeah, I thank you. I hope it was helpful for your listeners. Yeah, absolutely. I really like the tip on if we think this is interesting, but we're not sure. Well, then let's just write down all the reoccurring tasks that we have in our business. And then let's get a list of those tasks. And then we'll make a judgment call like, okay, all right, I really don't want to be doing these tasks. How do I outsource this? And that's usually where a virtual assistant comes into play. But if you're looking to have someone oversee that virtual assistant while overseeing some more high-level business things, like you were mentioning, like project management and project planning, then this is a great solution. So thanks again for being on the show. Really enjoyed it. And how can the best ever listeners learn more? It's your yeah, name. my URL, saranoked.com forward slash best ever. Perfect. Well, thanks a lot. Have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk to you again soon. You too. Wouldn't it be nice to buy a piece of institutional quality income producing commercial real estate buildings for as little as $500? Now you can with Building Bits. Building Bits is a new platform where virtually anyone, regardless of income, can select a building leased to a major corporation with a guaranteed long-term lease. 
The $500 minimum with no upfront fees is available only for a limited time. There are great properties available nationwide with major tenants. So don't wait. Go to buybits.us today and pick your property before they're all sold out of the current inventory. That's buybits.us. That's buy, B-U-Y, bits, B-I-T-S, dot U-S. The SEC offering circular is available at buildingbits.com. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.